0: Hello there and thank you for joining us on HearthCast episode number 383. We talk about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. This is Root.
1: And this is Freckleface. Coming up, Root the HCT Innkeeper and the Game of Dethroned. This show is made possible through the kind support of our Patreon. For more information, just visit patreon.com E-I-P-S. So, hey there,
0: Freckleface. Hey
1: there, Ruth. Oh, that felt good to say. Yeah.
0: Uh, tell me about your month and a half in the Blizzard universe.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, so, in Warcraft, I haven't... Uh, I don't want to say I have done a whole lot. So, I, I've kind of switched over modes. I'm trying to do... Um, uh, what do you call it? Transition mode
0: uh purging purging yes yeah. yeah.
1: specifically with my materials i'm trying to sell all my all my materials as fast as possible mm. yeah because so i don't want a big horde of old stuff no start the then, new content yeah, it loses value and yeah
0: it just yeah takes yeah. up space and
1: it does So that takes a few steps you know i'm trading in all my my blood of Sargaris. For herbs and then putting those herbs up in the auction house.
0: Oh, from the, the gal in the corner? Yeah. That, that chick working the street corner yeah. in Dallaran?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the reputable vendor? Yes. Sure. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing weird about accepting that. Blood, blood as payment. No,
0: that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Everything's fine here. We're fine. <laughs> nothing to see. Move it's along. Legal
1: tender. Stamped. What You're- kind of containers do you think those are stored in? Vials. Vials. Yeah. Just handing someone. A so it's vial. That's like five vials for yeah. a bunch of herbs. Vial. Okay.
0: A vial vial, if you would. A vial vial of vial. Yeah. Vial.
1: Wow. Mm, I think the third one. Isn't a thing? No. Oh. I'm thinking a vial. Vial. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking
0: a vial. A vial vial of vial, vial. vial. All
1: right. We're going, we're going down the rabbit hole too much. <laughs> Sorry. Any anyway, so kinda of transitioning over. The one thing I finally did get done was um, you know, with your help I did get the legendary from Back in Cataclysm. And this is uh Dragon Wrath, Terragosa's Rest.
0: Nice. Yes.
1: yes. We went
0: through um Firelands. Firelands like many times. Forever. Many
1: times. And I was halfway through it when um when you and I started doing those weekly things in Firelands. Yeah. So I had, there was the initial quest where you go to Firelands, you collect a whole bunch of a quest item, uh, and then it sends you to like an instance version of Caldera. And so I go there, and I get to a ledge, and there's supposed to be something there, and there's nothing there. And I was like, okay, this is frustrating. I uh, tabbed out, figured out as a glitch, I was like, oh, I'll come back to it. And, and I forgot about it for two years.
0: Two years? Yes. Wow, Okay. <laughs>
1: Because it's a great quest item in your quest log. It's just like, it was like uh, I don't know. They just shoved it down in my mind. Yeah, and, then, I so. and then it picked it back up again.
0: Two years. Two years. Wow. And
1: then I started doing uh, Firelands all over again. Uh, you helped me. We had to kill the boss a certain way. And that was very confusing.
0: Yeah, each one required, like, if once they were down, you had to use a... Like we had to do
1: some, make sure they stayed up a certain amount of time or did some action... You know, without, yeah the yes. spider
0: had to get into like phase two right and the problem with that spider is if you sneezed on it it died yeah and so you had to make sure that you had like no thrones or thrones no thorns or anything else that yeah. would do damage and
1: if i messed up then I'd be like okay well that was the shot for the week yeah
0: we gotta come back next week yeah. you know and then yeah, yeah. you know, just run around and let it beat you up for you know <laughs> <it> was crazy because <laughs> i remember one time it was going good and then like a bunch of little spider beans came off and one of us aoe'd and that killed little spiders and a big spider He's like, well, we'll see you next week. Yep. <laughs> now, as I understand this story, the part that you have skipped is that on a week that I couldn't go, you went and finished it up and got a mount or a pet.
1: Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so we've been doing, doing Firelands together every week, and as part of also the rotation to get the pets from um, raiding the leashes. Mm-hmm. And I got tired of it. I was like, I need a break. Yeah. And then, you know, you and I hadn't played together for a few weeks and so I was like, Oh, let me just go. And I went on a Monday, got almost done, and then I went the next day a Tuesday reset and got it got it done. And that that was the day that the uh the hawk dropped from Ragnaros. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> but also really happy because it's a really cool mount. Well
0: yeah. Um I was a mount, right? Yeah. Yeah, Which we mount. yeah, we would have rolled on that one for sure. We would have
1: rolled on it. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's always funny to me because whenever when like the mount will, will drop or a mount drops, unless it's one that either of us has, we always both go, you take it, no, you take it, no, you take it, no, you take it. No, you take it. Okay, let's both roll. We're going to roll Greed, okay, okay. You
1: know? <laughs> like the opposite of ninjas. Yeah. Stuff ends up unclaimed. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I finished it, and then I, was, I wanted you to see the whole thing at the end because I knew it was a big thing. I didn't know what I was involved. With the turning in process, so I waited on you uh, to turn For in. For a month. <laughs> yeah, and then we uh, walk into Stormwind, and there's already, like, Terra ghosts in the sky. Yeah. Like, some Stormwind Thunder. <laughs> I
0: was like, oh, is this the thing? She's not mine. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we do. Rain of Dungeon came back, and it's clear and started over.
0: Yeah, you're like, just act surprised. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was really cool. Cow Ghost came out in dragon form, and I got him to yeah. toss her, and there's a bunch of random people from the city just kind of, like, hovering near me.
0: Just watching everything yeah. happen. It was really cool.
1: Kind of like, hi guys, what's up? Yeah, just like thematically, it was awkward. I like Bench the ones that do
0: that. Uh, there's the other one that happens in Dalaran that changes the sky dark. We've we both, Oh, done yeah, that. When you
1: turn that into uh Ronin,
0: yeah, and it's yeah. like the savior, you saved us all. Now That's we're right. doing this, and yeah, I like things that do that that, that pull or call your or call you out, I guess, or recognition and
1: recognition, yeah, but it does make you tired of hearing those phrases though when it's going off all the time. I will say that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it used to be much harder to do. That's true. They need to tone it down. Maybe turn off the vocals and just say, okay, like okay, it will turn the sky dark. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Congratulations. Golf clap. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> I end up with voices off a lot because uh, when we were in ICC- we're running so fast that all of the voice lines are, like, mixing up all over themselves.
0: Right, at the same time. Or, like, you kill the Bone Storm guy, and then you're running up the stairs, the next boss, and the guy is still talking. It's like, no, yes. you're dead. You've been dead.
1: You've been dead. Let's turn the voices off. <laughs> my king. I'm just crying because of my king. Shut up, that's Gina. Exa- <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> her dialogue. No approximation there.
0: Well, like you, I also got a past legendary weapon completed finally very cool uh from Oldwar.
1: Uh, i remember getting all those fragments yeah i got he a bunch of popping up for me then it'd be like you can't roll on this yeah i'll stop showing it to me well it,
0: yeah that's kind of weird that it does that so this was the fragments for it was a healer's uh hammer mace and it's called um valinar hammer of ancient kings and it's pretty cool looking uh, once you get the 30 fragments, then you, you create it into like whatever it is. And then when you're fighting Yogg-Saron, uh, he goes to a phase where he does like a deafening roar and then you throw it at him and then that's it. Then you go turn the quest in. Getting him to do that has, was a challenge. Uh, we killed him too fast. It was one of those, was one of those things like, well, he never did it. And then, so we were like on Yog, he's beating us up we're losing sanity we're going through. We're trying to figure. Like, we we spend an extra probably five minutes reading, trying to figure out. And yeah, then, my
1: character literally just kind of standing there, getting thumped every once in a while. while yeah, I, get picked
0: up one of the, the vines <laughs> and smacking it around. It's like, all right, let's. Well, I was figure tapped it. out trying to read <laughs> <wrong> <laughs> it. And then I was like, well, let's go through. You know, see if we can get him to phase into something else. And then finally, he's like, you're like, oh, uh, DBM called it out. Yeah, and said next one's coming in six seconds. And then I was able to throw the shards and do the thing, and I got it. And that was cool. Uh, much like you, I have been uh, purging as well. Uh, we also did a, the thing um, where we went back and visited the big stabby stab in the ground. The big sword.
1: Oh, yes. To um, infuse our weapons? Yeah, it's it's part of
0: the... And uh, use our
1: weapons to heal the wound or to... No, nah, we, we removed the... activated the sword.
0: Yeah, we removed the corruption from it. Right. And then that unlocked everything in the crucible because that's linked. So... I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then I think it's all part of the retirement of the, the weapon because now it makes sense. If we've just brought all this corruption into our weapon, we don't want that thing. No, that's true. We have corrupted our, our artifact weapon. Now we need to, you know, give it back to whoever's going to wield it. But I'll it.
1: still use it for another month or so. That's fine.
0: <laughs> time. Time <laughs> is just, oh, don't get me started on time in a while. You have a whole, uh, <laughs> whole, whole episode devoted to that. It just doesn't work I, I am totally excited for uh the next expansion in both world of warcraft and hearthstone i pre-ordered i got the big mega bundle oh did you yeah the 80 dollar one which gave gave me uh, another hero mechanical Draxus. yeah which people are all qqing about because they're saying that he's locked behind a paywall it's like you know what they're doing this now it's not a money grab they're doing it now and then well, maybe it is a money grab but who cares uh, yeah <laughs> there, there this is one way you can get them and as soon as the the expansion launches then there's going to be another way to get them i
1: don't think there is yeah there will be there no there's there's a ton of a hero skins that if you didn't get it when you got it yeah well so be it like uh Spend the 80 bucks cadgar oh yeah you had to use an ios device
0: yeah that's true well i remember doing uh when we have our fireside gatherings we always ask people that though, like, hey, you, you know, because you get card packs still too for signing oh, that's on. Right. Yeah. And so like, you know, the first time there, it's like, okay, now sign on this, now sign on on this. And now. for a Samsung
1: too? Yeah, the same yeah. Samsung. There's
0: all these different weird things to get card packs. Speaking of, uh, did you get your card packs for the HCT, your champion? No. Did you not choose a champion?
1: I don't think I did. Oh, well. Normally I get emailed and then I pick one. I don't remember picking one recently.
0: Yeah, yeah. I picked and I got into the semifinals. So I got uh, four card packs, two card packs, whatever it nice. was. Nice. Yeah, I got a legendary out of, well, that and I also bought some other card packs because I go in uh, because I wanted to see something in the Blizzard store and I realized I had a three dollar, three $3.01 credit. Hey, there you go. And a two pack is two ninety nine for Hearthstone. stone. I'm like, I'm just, using it. I know I have I got two, two cents in that, there. Oh. <laughs>
1: Enjoy the interest blizzard. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I got some card packs and and out of either those or the other ones, I, I got a legendary it's a uh, it's an all class or a hunter, I forget, or maybe oh, it's a priest, I think. And it's a one one, but it changes into another card that your oh, opponent the has. Yeah. Yeah, in their hand. Yeah. That one's fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to building a deck with that.
1: Yeah. I made a deck around uh, the, the Robo Weapon Kingsbane. Oh. So it only costs one. Whenever it, uh, it die- or dies, not well, a weapon dies, but like...
0: It's expended.
1: Yes. Uh, it gets shuffled into your deck again, and it keeps all the enchantments. Right, yes. Yes, yeah, so you build this deck around getting your weapon drawn back to you. And then buff the weapon. And buff the weapon.
0: Yeah. And then you get a massive...
1: Yes. When I win with it, it's really fun. Don't always get the card draw at the beginning. I just kind of sit there and not able to do anything.
0: I made a crazy priest deck uh, because I had a, a quest to do a bunch of spells. And so the, the priest deck was any spell I could find and heal me. Okay. And so all I was doing was trying to get all the spells done. and It was like, I think you need to do like 25 spells or something. Yeah. I got them all done. Nice. Yeah. I just kept healing myself. The guy, there's, I, was not, I wasn't there to win. I was there to get my quest on. Right. It was definitely a quest deck. I've
1: definitely made decks like that.
0: It, it was a lot of fun to do that. So, But that has been our month in the Blizzard universe. So not too long ago, I got a message from the community manager at Blizzard. And uh, they said, hey keep the end of June into July open. So I was like, okay, uh, what's going on? It's like, your name has come up to be the innkeeper for the Hearthstone Championship Tour Summer Championships in Anaheim. I was like, yeah, all right. A couple hours later, I got informed that I was selected or chosen for that role. And then that started a whole process of paperwork and a bunch of other things. So a little bit of a backstory. Uh, Freck and I, you and I both, have been doing fireside gatherings since before they were really a thing uh since you were just kind of getting together and playing with people near you uh since before you actually logged into a fireside gathering we were doing that and then you could actually launch your tavern we so we've been in this for a long long time
1: well we've been helping since they first came out with the card back for playing with people on the same wi-fi yes and we went to a really bad event at a horrible. bar.
0: Yeah, Player One, Orlando. Horrible. Yes. Horrible event because there, there was a money grab for them. They were just trying to get money. They, there was only a couple of places you, actually, you could actually put a device, like a tabletop or a countertop. And if you weren't ordering stuff, they asked you to move.
1: Yeah. So it prompted one of the attendees to make her own right. event, which we started helping out with.
0: And before it actually started, that, yeah. So yeah. I got the, the notification and meetup that she had started it, and I reached out to her and said, if you're doing this, and as it turns out, she was at that same horrible event, and that's why she started it. Right. So we had that in common. And so I said, look, if you're going to do this, you need to do it right. And she responded with, well, if you want it done right, do you want to help? And I think I reached out to you at that point in time, and we've been doing it ever since. The cool part about having uh, being involved in firesides and Hearthstone and fireside gatherings is... When you do them well, and you do them right, and people enjoy themselves, Blizzard takes notice. And for a while, we became the model Fireside Gathering. When we were first doing the first couple years, we hosted a couple of the championship series, the uh, Tavern Hero Brawls, the qualifiers, rather, Um, and we actually hosted the Uh, HCT Summer Series at one point in time. It wasn't a championship. It was just one of the legs of the tour. We hosted that. We did a really cool event with Buffalo Wild Wings where there was an exploratory event with Blizzard to see if they actually pull it off and do these um, HCTs at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, They can't. We told them that. They did anyhow and then they realized they can't. It's like, yeah, I should have listened. But uh, we have since then in the number of years that we've been doing this, um, the original person who started Florida Fireside got hired by Blizzard. And she now is a project lead for the Fireside Gatherings website. And that kind of moved us into a larger role with our, our Florida Fireside. Last year, I was invited to go out to the Innkeepers Summit out in Anaheim, where they gather a bunch of innkeepers from around the world and they talk innkeeper stuff. Like what's good? What's bad? This is what we're doing. This is what's coming that you can't tell anybody about. We knew about Nimsy for like six months or more. All of this has led to Blizzard approaching me and saying, hey, we want you to come to Burbank, California to the uh, arena, the Blizzard arena. And we want you to be the innkeeper for the Hearthstone Championship Tour Summer Series. I was like, all right, what do we have to do? Let's figure this out. And they said, well, give us all your ideas of what you want to do. So I basically took one of the things that, or all the things that we do at our events, at our fireside gatherings. So dungeon runs, tournaments, Kahoot, which is the trivia. Uh, what else? It, it, just anything that we do. Um, the random drawings, the, the raffle tickets, all this stuff. And most of it got shot down. They said, nah, we don't have the capability to do, to do this. You know, you're not going to have a screen that you can run Kahoot on. People aren't going to be able to hear you, you know, all this other kind of stuff. We're not gonna give out tickets and do raffles. we want everybody to have an equal shot of, of winning something, not just random shots I was like all right that random is equal I guess well, you know what I mean like don't we don't they want them to, to participate to do something, not oh, okay. just show up they're already getting stuff for showing up, so we end up finalizing on basically uh three things eight person quick play tournaments where they just come down and it's a it's an eight person bracket it's on paper they Uh, they launch it, they run it themselves. I get eight people sitting at a table, kick off a tournament, come back and check on them. We did dungeon runs. That's from kobolds and catacombs. I had a really hard time saying it, and I still do. Where uh, I pick a random class and start the timer. So we get everybody to the class selection screen, and then I say, Warlock. And half the people go, yay, and half the people go, oh, (laughs) And we did have, was really funny because this is the second time it's happened. I think the first person was you that this happened with. We go to do a dungeon run. and They're like, oh, no, no, no. I am not abandoning the run that I have right now. I want to finish this run first. Right. It's like, well, okay, come back later, you know, type thing. We were giving away a couple of, of physical pins as prizes. The first one, which I had like 700 of these pins, was the fireside pin. Very common pin. The other one, which I had very, very, very few of, which was the Thrill of Victory pin. The Thrill of Victory pin, by the way, 350 bucks on eBay for a Thrill of Victory pin. In order to get a Thrill of Victory pin, you had to participate in either a dungeon run or a eight-person tournament and win. So it was like Something. You had to win to get that one. So I had very few of those. And we managed to get all the way down. And well, I'll talk about that in a minute. So I fly out. Great flight. Actually, it was kind of a cool thing to do because, yes, Blizzard did pay for my transportation there. Except for my luggage, which now I found out I can re- get reimbursed for that. So that's kind There cool. you yeah. go. But since they already bought the plane ticket, I went ahead and upgraded. And so my flight out, I pay like, you know, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 bucks, whatever the upgrade. But mm-hmm. it was like, you know, business class. So, yay! I was like, oh, <laughs> you <were leg> <laughs> a little more leg room, a little yeah. more comfier seats. They weren't like paper thin seats. It was just it was a better experience. So I get out there on day one and I, you know, I'm, I'm contacting my my uh, handler, if you will, from Blizzard. I'm like, OK, just landed. I'm um, headed out to the hotel. What's what's on the docket for today? Nothing. Chill day. i uh, not, not even in town because Anaheim mm-hmm. is like a couple hours away from Burbank. So the studios are actually not close to Blizzard headquarters. They're like two to three hours away or eight, depending on traffic. So I had like the entire afternoon to just kind of check out Burbank. So Of course, I do a provisions run, which is something I always recommend people do whenever they go like to any kind of con, BlizzCon, doesn't matter. If you go to any type of convention that you're staying in a hotel room, day one, go on a provisions run find a local grocery store and stock up because it is vastly cheaper than buying anything in the hotel. So did my provisions run and just got settled in and just kind of enjoyed, you know, walk around a little bit of the city. Kind of a cool place. So day two of this thing is still a pre-event. We have not even started the event yet and we get in there and um, well, they were running behind schedule on the physical setup of the stage. So I got put into a room, they said, Well, uh, we're gonna put you here today and if you need something, just let us know. And I was like, all right, so this is a day that we're kind of going over all of all of the plans. And like, what do we need to do? Uh what what did we forget? What do we need? What what made it here? What didn't make it here? You know, this is kind of a cool day to take care of all the loose ends. I'll ask you this question. Okay. If I am supposed to be somewhere at eight AM, what time do I get there?
1: Seven fifteen.
0: Pretty close, yeah. At, at seven
1: <laughs> fifty, you think everyone else is late. If no one else is there at seven fifty, and they're supposed to be there at eight, you're like, "Oh, everyone's late. What's going on? What's happening? I'm getting stood up."
0: Okay, uh, there. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did have on the very first day. It was a like an eight a.m. call time. Mm-hmm. I was there at six.
1: Oh my god. Oh no! This is great. When do you sleep?
0: Well, I was also on East Coast oh, Times. That's still. right. It was so, like 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, it's... okay, I'm up. So I get on like the first, uh, the first shuttle mm-hmm. from the hotel to the studios, and I'm on there with all the Hearthstone casters. So all the folks like Cora and Dan and everybody else, TJ, all the people that you see from the, when you watch the Hearthstone streams, and they're like. Is this the right shuttle? I was like, well, it says it's going to the studio and it's got our little, you know, Hearthstone thing on. And they're like, okay. And now we're going out there and the driver asks for everybody's ID. And they just kind of like, okay. And then it's kind of handed. I'm like, what is going on? And now I'm like self-doubting everything. Like, oh, I'm going to get thrown off of this thing. He's going to check an ID and I'm not going to be on somebody's list. This is horrible. No, driver collects the IDs. And when they get to the security check, he goes, here's all the people in the, in the van. And then they print off little name tags for everybody. All right, cool put on a little name tag, get my ID back. And now I'm walking into the Blizzard Arena and there's another security check. Now it's Blizzard security. Before it's just like the Burbank Studios is like a city block, huge city block. And they have a bunch of little studios in there or large studios. So it's not just Blizzard's thing. There's like six or seven big studios in there for like um, iHeartRadio's concert hall is in there. Days of Our Lives is still filmed there. Stuff like that. So it's a Blizzard security check. I walk in. I don't know what's going on, and I'm like, yeah, I'm here for uh, this the uh, the weekend. I'm like, oh, i was like, do I need to sign in? I go, yeah. So I give him my ID, I sign in, and they issue me a temporary security badge. I'm like, oh, cool, I have a temporary security badge. So I'm walking around. Of course, there's like nobody there because it's really early. You know, this random person's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm the I'm the innkeeper. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> why don't you come upstairs i'm like all right sure so i go upstairs and i'm like um tell you what you're probably not set up right now so go ahead we'll put you in this temporary office i'm like okay <laughs> and so i have been assigned an office at blizzard oh and i'm like oh so of course i have pictures <laughs> i'm like sneaking nose i'm like oh yeah make sure my phone is on <laughs> quiet and taking pictures in here and i hung out there for a while and uh finally like my the guy that i working with the blizzard uh he's like hey i'll be down there in, like uh two hours or something like that i'm like oh i'm here now he's like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And i kind of got bored hanging out like oh i did get to go to like their employee break room and have some coffee and like mess around with them. they have good food they did yeah they did really really good food um bagels yeah so uh <laughs> I actually got bored of hanging out in that office. I kind of muddled around and went around another place. And finally, they assigned me a a spot, which is in a room that it was called the observer room. The observer room is where uh, a group of people sit and they observe via multiple remote desktop connections, the games that are being played. So if it is Hearthstone, then they're able to watch uh, both computers. At the same time, and they're actually, there's like multiple displays. Everything's backed up. Everything's, it was redundant. So they're watching in like four screens. They can see what's going on. It's really cool. They can, they interact with the players in the chat. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes they are talking back and forth. It's really cool. And so I got a, a peek behind how these tournaments are put on. And I will say that one of the biggest lessons that I, that I got from that day is realizing that when you're watching a Hearthstone stream from Blizzard, and it's the championship series that you're watching. Behind the scenes, not including the camera people at the stage handlers and anything else, behind the scenes, there are about 150 people working on it.
1: Goodness. Takes a whole village. It is
0: insane amount of people to make that production work. Now when I see like you know, uh, people going, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to try to do it," Blizzard does. No, you're not. You're not going to even come close. It's going to fail miserably because you don't have a staff of 150 people. So I did get to meet a ton of people. Um, they, Since we were running behind schedule, they came ahead and, and cut me and let me go early that day. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll go, you know, figure out some more stuff that's going around and see some more of the town. And that was kind of cool. I was able also to get some papers uh, printed that I needed printed because I didn't do any printing prior because everything was still up in the air before we settled on exactly what we're going to do, which scared me to death because they would already printed things. Mm-hmm. So they knew what I had asked. What I asked for, they I got. I got the of Devs, which meant, I, and this was a hard, a hard ask. I asked for it. They said, no, I asked again. I'm like, come on. Because Burbank is not too far from Blizzard. This is a tournament. You have devs. Get them involved. Bring the devs out. Let them duel people. Let them do the tavern brawl. They made a special tavern brawl just for that event. It was the Mechazoid? Some big mech know. that had like an incredible amount of health, and you co-op killed it.
1: Oh, I remember that. And he switches sides every time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they they gave him an insane amount of health. It was crazy. So they gave me everything I asked for. I got the of Devs. I got the eight-person quick play tournaments. And I got the um, Dungeon Runs. And they printed all that on this really cool banner and everything. It's like, oh, that's neat. So the tournament kicks off on day one. I'm super soaked. I have a 5 a.m. call time on day one. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, with, like, the tournament's kicking off, I think, at, like, 9 or something. I'm there at 5 a.m. There is no live audience for day one.
1: They're still asleep?
0: No. There's, they're not letting people in. The That doesn't uh, happen until the
1: weekend. Gotcha. So. What were you doing? There you go.
0: What do you do as an innkeeper when there's no live audience for you to innkeep? So I took advantage of it. Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed myself that day by putting myself anywhere my security badge would get me. Okay. (laughs) I was checking doors all over that place. Uh And I had the perfect excuse. I'm lost. I don't know where I'm at. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. What was funny is in the afternoon that day, the guy that I was with, uh, the um, the Blizz, my Blizzard rep, he's like, oh hey, did you get a tour of the of the arena? I'm like, no. And he mm-hmm. starts taking me on a tour, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's over here. He's like, wait a minute, I thought you said you didn't get a tour. I was like, oh, I didn't. I went around, and figured it out on my <laughs> own, but I never got an official tour. <laughs> he's like,
1: okay, uh, it well,
0: yeah, I did. I found offices. I found like other like, oh, I I've seen that on a stream. I know where that is. Mm-hmm. I know. What, so it was kind of fun. I did. I was able to actually like finally see like all the tables were set up, everything was done. So it allowed me to formulate in my mind what was going to happen the next day. So we were able to finalize the plan for the live day. The tournament day two, still no live audience. Now everything is done. I have completed every single setup that I need to do. I have thoroughly explored uh, the facilities Figured out different things like I could pretty much answer, uh, you know, other people's questions like, uh, like, hey, where's this? Oh, that's on the back on the left. On the, you know, if you mm-hmm. go around the corner there, you know, type thing, I kind of ran through scenarios in my head, did a lot of what ifs and was preparing stuff for what ifs. And then I just involved myself in anything that I could get involved in. So I ended up folding shirts because uh, they're giving me off a bunch of shirts. Uh, blowing up an, an inordinate amount of those um, thunder sticks, they called them, or banners, yeah, yeah, whatever. you bang yeah, sticks. Bang sti- I called them bang sticks. They were calling them thunder sticks. And I'm like, sound like thunder. <laughs> uh, they were really cool to a degree. They were uh, like a gold mylar instead of the plastic ones like a BlizzCon. BlizzCon are kind of oh, like okay, rubbery yeah. plastic. These were like a gold mylar. So they looked better, but they didn't sound as good. Hmm. Uh, so, eh, it's all right. Oh, I helped a person bring in a bunch of craft services food. Like, they went to Costco. And they their car was full. The trunk, the back seat, the passenger seat, and part of their driver's seat was like stocked to the <laughs> roof and it was a convertible. She had to take the roof down to open the doors to get the stuff out. That's nuts. They could not yeah, there were nuts in there, yeah. <laughs> uh, there
1: That was the problem with taking a convertible.
0: Oh my goodness. It was insane. And so it was really weird because like someone, one of the other, you know, Blizzard was like, why are you loading up craft services food and, on carts? I'm like, why not? Right. And they're like, okay, that's, uh, okay. You know, just like, you're not, you're the innkeeper, right? Yes. Okay. And it just blew their minds. Like, I, it's because I'm bored, but, you know, I want to do something. I was back after we unloaded the craft uh, services food, and then I was back sorting some shirts out to hand out to Blizzard employees. For live day one, they all wore a particular shirt uh, for live day one. And so making sure everybody had their shirts and, you know, I'm handing out shirts to Blizzard employees, which was kind of cool because you got to meet some high up people going, no, you have to wear this tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, Kozak, come here, wear this shirt. Yes, I'm telling you what to wear tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So. At one point, um, I'm going to go let myself back in through uh, the security door. Uh, to go back and get something. And I walked by the event coordinator for the whole thing. She's a Blizzard employee. She is an absolute gem of a person. And I scanned myself in the door because I have my security badge. And she goes, hey, wait. And I turned around. I was like, yeah? She goes, you have a security badge? I was like, yeah, I got a temp security badge. You're not supposed to have a temp security badge. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Let me go. She goes, no, 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 no. This is a great idea. <laughs> go on, continue. Whatever you were doing, you're fine. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I might have changed that a little experience for innkeepers. Or I don't know. So that, that was cool. I then uh, proceeded to prep the entire cheer station. So the cheer station is where all the, uh, the bang sticks are kept, where the signs are kept, where the everything is kept. And that was a great idea in Blizzard's part. And a horrible execution on Blizzard's part. But more so on the people, not Blizzard. Because people came, there were some really cool things. And they immediately became souvenirs for people. So people would walk in, take like one of everything off the table, go out to the car, put it in the car, come back, get another one to use. So we kind of blew through a lot of stuff. And it wasn't cool, but it happened. So live day one comes in. We have our plans. We have everything ready to go. I know I'm going to be running eight-person tournaments on these tables. I'm doing this on this table. Get everything lined up. People are coming in. I have, I have by the way, there is uh, arena staff, like um, ushers, telling people where to sit. We have them prepared to say, look, if people want to run tournaments, they go here. If they don't want to do tournaments, put them up in the stands. This is great. This is awesome. And then production came and said, no, we need to fill all these tables up front or else we can't have cameras there. So fill all the <laughs> tables. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to have tournaments there. Like, nope, we need warm bodies there. Mm. So there went all my plans. Oh, Because now you get a table of eight people and you walk up and go, okay, we're going to do a tournament. And three people go, no, thank you. (laughs) And I'm not going to go, well, this is our tournament table. You have to leave. I'm not going to say that. No,
1: I can't. One of the
0: saving graces for day one, when that hit me, Is there were four local California innkeepers there and they weren't all sitting at the same table. So when I go up to a table and I will go, okay, we're launching an eight person tournament here and two or three people go, no, I'm like, all right, fine. Make it a five person, manage it. And I point to the guy and he go, okay, cool. The easiest one was like, we had like seven out of eight people. I'm like, okay, fine. One person has a buy, go. right. You know? And they managed it on the road. Later on, we were able to work around that, but it was just an eye-opening experience. Had production kind of go, whatever your plans were, that's not what we're doing. We're doing this. And you kind of have to say yes. So that was the big eye-opener for me. I ended up running uh, like 10 eight-man tournaments, seven of of the time dungeons for the the dungeon runs. And then day two was much of the same, although we revised how we were sitting people. We made more casual tables because we didn't have to have something in every table. So we kind of relaxed what we were doing. And it was a much better experience on day two. We also took these little, okay, you've seen the little chat bubbles that we have. Yeah. And we'd like dry erase chat bubbles. So we took those and we put them on all the tables. Emote bubbles. Yeah, emote bubbles. And we took those and put them on the tops on the the front of every table. And we said, this is what's going on on this table. If you want to be in an eight man tournament, if you want to be in a, a dungeon run. So we were doing that on different tables and people moved around and it was wonderful. I end up with one pin left at the end of the day of the Thrill of Victory pins. And that pin is sitting on my jacket. And there was a guy there who had been in like almost every tournament and come so close and it was, it was wrapping up because they told me I could do nothing for the final matches. And I was like, all right, we have time for pretty much one more tournament. And I have more than enough people to do a tournament. In fact, I had twice as many people as I needed for one pin. Was so it all right? We're doing two tournaments. Table eight here, table of eight here. The winner from these two tables face off in one last round. And that winner gets the pin, the final pin. And as it turns out, every good Cinderella story, the guy who had not won the entire weekend and come in second and come in so close, won the 16-person tournament.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Got the pin off of my jacket. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I was working 16-hour days for the tournament. Goodness. You had a 5 a.m. call time and then, yeah, there, I mean, there was a little bit of being social, but not a lot of being social because you're rapping at 8, 9 o'clock at night and maybe up till 10 or 11, then you're back at 5 a.m. My count step was close to 300% of my norm. Wow. Well. Yeah. It And it took a couple of days for, for me to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my feet were killing me, but... Good experience, recommend it to anybody who can uh want to do something like that. Uh, just get involved in fireside gatherings and host your own or get involved with the local one in your area and uh, just get involved in you know if if you've got that aptitude and you can end up in uh, in the Burbank studios, I told him you're going next.
1: Oh, I don't think so
0: oh uh, yeah, it's all you <laughs>
1: It's
0: all you I've done it it's off my list. <laughs> I've got another one coming up um, in uh, three weeks, two and a half weeks. Okay. I will be in Gen Con, uh, which is in Indianapolis, Indiana. It is the- That's old, not as fun. Uh, we'll see. Uh, is larger. I only have like 500 people at this one. Uh, there's going to be like 60,000, I think is estimated for Gen Ooh. Con. It is the largest and oldest tabletop gaming convention in the country. And this is the first time they've had an electronic game. That's exciting. And we are on the same little area as Magic the Gathering. Yay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those nerds. Yeah, nerds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so great experience. I did post a lot of pictures up on my personal Facebook. I'll throw some up on Harst, uh, the Hearst cast uh, page if I haven't yet, because there's some cool photos.
1: Well, very cool. Well, I'm excited to get to have the experience.
0: You're next, I'm telling you.
1: Mm-mm. I witnessed an interaction between um, a Warcraft player and the Blizzard customer service about... It was an interesting issue, I thought. It was something I hadn't really thought about before. Basically, their problem was that they had been logging in to the game regularly. Um, They managed a guild. But they had been playing on an alt for the longest time.
0: So their alt became their main, basically.
1: Yes. Um... Since they had not logged into the main who the uh, guild was being controlled under, they were dethroned from their guild.
0: So they're, okay, so basically their main is the guild master.
1: Yes, the guild master.
0: And because the guild master hadn't logged in and is it 60 days or something? It's, it's not a very yeah. long time. So the guild master hadn't logged in and so the guild becomes defunct.
1: Uh, no, well, it basically says there's no leader. And anybody who is what they call level um, three or higher... Okay. ...can claim it. Got it. So what happened was somebody claimed it.
0: In his own guild.
1: Yes. Someone else claimed claimed the guild, took out everything from the guild bank.
0: Cleared the bank.
1: Cleared the bank, left town.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. So I'm trying to picture this. So the guy, he's in his own guild. Yes. His alt... I'm assuming he's in the same guild. Yes, I guess he did not give himself enough rank on his alt to actually claim the guild. I guess. E-
1: well, he- either that or he just didn't claim it fast enough. Yeah, um, it's usually
0: a couple day process.
1: I don't know. I mean, it could if someone happened to be on the right be online at the right time. They could have gotten the message. Hey, this person's been ousted you know it's available to claim I'll claim it okay um
0: yeah. I don't know the whole pr- uh, the whole po- uh, procedure but I'm assuming okay. there's some kind of warning and I'm thinking he would probably should have seen it but maybe did not see it
1: well here's the thing he his his issue was that he had been logging on to an alt and that should have counted that his main character should not have that not have had that countdown of inactivity because he he as a player was logging on to the account
0: i can see the argument however um, I also see no argument there
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you, you, you just can't you just I don't, you, the player who controls the guild is not the player. It's that character.
1: Right. It's the character. Yeah. So, so made, yeah. And it made me look into the the things that he could have done to prevent it was that, okay, not just anyone in the guild can claim it. Cause I have actually been in a guild where a bunch of people left. The, uh, guild master is inactive and it said, I saw the message saying, like, hey, it's up for grabs. But I couldn't do anything.
0: Right. You were too low level. I was too low level.
1: Or not low rank. Let's say rank. Let's confuse it. Sure. So for this to happen, this person would have had to have somebody that he did not trust in rank two or three. So, like, you know, you'd have the ranks work. It's whatever you want to call it. President, vice president. Pineapple. It's exactly. It still counts the same. You know, the GM is one. Whatever you designate as two and three. Those are the ones that have the ability to grab the guild if it were to go inactive. So if he had put only his alts in those positions or only he pe- only people that he trusted in those positions, it wouldn't have happened. So there's that to think about.
0: Yeah, well, on that, I mean, that's just a huge can of worms because I think I've got status in a couple guilds that I might know one person in that guild, but not the guild master or, or, or any of the officers or anything else. But I'm still, you know, have a a high rank in there.
1: Do you know how high it is, though? Because, I mean, a lot of them will do, like, you know, guild master, vice president, um, senior officer. And that's your three right there. And then they'll do officer, veteran member. So so you might be thinking, like, oh, I'm a veteran. But that really doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything? In in this case, yeah, because you might be number five.
0: That's true. Um, So I guess the flip side of that is if you're trying to grow a guild... Then you need to put a little bit of trust in people you don't know, and give them. That's true. Uh, you know the ability to recruit.
1: So when you're structuring it, you can make it so that anybody who's in the guild can invite other people. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can change the permissions for each rank. Oh, neat. But the permission of one, two, three being able to take, or I should say, two and three being able to take over the guild—that's built in there. Got it. They so also have to know, yeah, what people are capable of. Is everyone? Is everyone able to? take money at the guild bank and am I comfortable with that.
0: Oh, yeah. I've seen those permissions. There's a lot that of responsibility with that. Else.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so this guy's got a person uh, in a position of power that he, he or she obviously doesn't really know and should not be trusting, and they proved that because they wiped out the guild bank. Right,
1: right to the guild bank. Supposedly, it was millions of gold and resources, and they just it's just gone. The person's saying they're not going to play WoW again after that. Devastated them. Yes, yeah, devastated.
0: All their hard-earned gold... Which you could argue it's not theirs because it's in a guild bank, but that that's, being said- That's a
1: good thing because I was thinking about that. If you are responsible for the guild, either you're using the guild bank, he's saying he lost gold, so either he's using the guild bank as his personal bank, which isn't the purpose of it, or he's just the one responsible for managing this money for other people, which is more likely the case. I
0: uh, remember a particular guild leader in a older guild that I was in when the mammoth the tundras were first available right they took out money from the guild bank and bought it
1: that's terrible
0: well then they were saying well i bought it for the raid team Mm
1: -hmm. so we
0: can do repairs uh you know except
1: that doesn't work because you can't mount up in most places
0: and some you could
1: some you could most of them you can't
0: some you could you could mount up like outside and some of the raids you you were still considered outside
1: and I'm pretty sure when that came out there was already other ways to repair like the like box with the anvils. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jeeves.
0: But that that's was their in. that was their rationale. I bought it so that the raid yeah. team people were, people were like what are no and nothing And
1: that's the thing like it, if you're going to run a guild it requires a certain amount of social responsibility. Yep. Yeah. Cuz you are managing other people's resources and gold Unless you're just kind of using it as a social club. And in that case, you know, it wouldn't really matter that much.
0: I know one of the guilds that I'm in now has resource collections days yeah. where they say, hey, this Tuesday, we need more peace bloom or whatever. Right. And those who can go gather, they ask those people to replenish the guild stock. Now, what happens there is now they take those, um, the raw materials and they make potions out of it for right. the, for the, raid, team for the or, raid team or anybody who sure. wants it. So that part's kind of cool. So in that aspect, if there was, you know, if the coffers were full and that person was doing a management of it, it's still technically not theirs, but I could see a sense of ownership of it. Yeah. But not the gold. Right. <laughs> the gold's a totally different story. All right.
1: Now that being said, yes, a person needed to be more responsible, but it kind of made me think, is there anything Blizzard could have done on their end to make this a little bit more... Obvious, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we kind of get in this mindset of everything's a- account-wide, you know, your friend list. What if you had some sort of welcome center that you could visit that showed you any, like stuff from your account, alerts from your account?
0: We've talked about this in the past. Yeah. Uh, a screen that kind of shows stuff from all your characters in a single vantage point, like right. mail. Yes. Uh, auctions. Um, just a basically a central hub. Of all your characters' information from across all of your uh, different, not accounts, but um, characters, servers.
1: Yeah, something where you could see, hey, I have mail expiring on this other character. I have, you know, something that's about to be deleted. I just got a new random message from someone that I don't recognize when go log in and see that's about. You know, we're like, oh, I haven't logged into my guild for 28 days. I need to log in and make sure that I don't lose ownership.
0: I have another brew of the month. still my favorite thing i've ever gotten in the game yeah because you got it for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh wait i thought you weren't telling people that Uh, uh, oh
0: well so yeah a hub of some kind that would show off just in i mean if you look at your like your player stats uh, on the uh the armory it shows all kinds of stuff that's there so being able to do a highlighted version of that Uh, more centralized with all of your characters, I think would be a pretty cool thing. Especially if there are crucial messages um, like your guild. You have not logged into your guild in a while. Yeah. You might want to do that. I view it a little different. Okay. I look at it from a administrator's account uh, position. If you have an administrator account on a computer... You usually don't log in as the administrator. You usually create yourself a user with lower rights and you log in as that user. That way, you don't screw stuff up. You can still do things as the administrator if you need to, or you can log off and log in as the administrator and do the administrative task you need to do. Okay. Uh, Very popular if you're managing servers, you don't log in as the administrator unless you absolutely have to log in as the administrator. The same type of thing for a guild in some scenarios. This is why I don't think any character should have the guild uh, leader flag. It shouldn't be across an account. It should be attributed to a character. If I were to set up a guild, yes, I want my main character to be the guild leader. If I have an alt, I would put my alt in a position where I could do some of the main tasks, but not all the main tasks. Maybe I need to go jump in on on my guild leader account and do that. So if I'm playing my alt, I'm going around and someone's like, oh, hey, um, we wanted to add a a new tab in the bank and we have enough money for it, so we want to buy a new tab. I would say, hang on, let me swap characters and log in as the guild leader leader account, the admin account, if you will, and I'll get us a new tab. Do that, done, log back out, log back onto my alt, do my thing. At that same time, though, if I was in a position where I would see that message that said, hey, rank number two guy, uh, ranked number one guy, hasn't logged in in a while, and is a, you're about to lose your guild. You may want to step up. I'm thinking he just didn't see that message, wasn't paying attention, and then couldn't do anything about it on that character, and then someone who could Well, I don't,
1: I don't know that it warrants you before it dethrones you.
0: Weren't you saying before that um, it told you that? That if you wanted to, oh, wait. So you're saying after, after. You, get, you get dethroned, yes. it says this guild is available.
1: Yes, there's a message in the, in the guild.
0: In the geo in the guild message of the, the day?
1: Um, something like that. Something in the interface. There's like a little alert. Yeah. So, wow. yes, I don't think there's anything in the Blizzard interface that warns you. And that's, I think that's why I can understand why he's upset.
0: I'm also wondering if he uses like a different UI and it just didn't show that message.
1: No, I mean, I, I did some reading about it. There okay. There's nothing no, in the it... documentation about there being a warning. Okay, so he's upset. Yes, he's upset. I I did think the Twitter exchange was kind of amusing um, because here we're having a a grown person. Well, it might not be a grown person. I'm assuming that. A grown person having just a meltdown over this. So, present to you, Freckle Faces, a bad recounting of a Twitter exchange.
0: The roles for this segment, I will be Blizzard. You are going to be this person from Twitter. Yes, Twitter uh, dude. We will call him. Twitter dude. I will be Blizzard uh, dude. And then... um, There's another dude from the peanut gallery who chimes in. uh, So
1: this guy starts off saying, Someone cleared my guild bank, and I'm so sad that I will quit WoW because apparently it was full of my personal stash. At Blizzard will tell me it's all my fault, so I'm not going to bother putting in a ticket.
0: Sorry that happened. Unfortunately, that's how guilds work. Here's a link for more information. JT.
1: You can't help me, but you helped me when I was hacked. Well, we
0: can help if you're hacked, but in this case, the system worked as designed.
1: That sucks. You're a twerp, JT.
0: We are open to feedback. Here's a link for more information.
1: I don't play WoW, so why would I fill that out?
0: Yeah, that sucks, at TD and at Blizzard. At Dude from Peanut Gallery and at TD, we are open to feedback, and here's a link for more information.
1: Blizzard, why are you talking to me?
0: I was just responding to the tweet. You were tagged. You can always mute conversations.
1: Don't tell me how to tweet, you twerp JP. Hashtag twerp.
0: Sorry. If you have feedback about our Twitter service,
1: here's a link to give feedback. Thanks for not helping me, twerp. And why is Blizzard CS responding to my tweet when I wasn't talking to them, I was talking to Blizzard? Also, JT's such a twerp and he doesn't care about me.
0: (laughs) Now, in all honesty here, I can feel this guy's pain. Right. Because a lot of times you want an answer, you want a reason, you want some some sympathy, some empathy. Yes. And Blizzard goes, "Here's a piece of information you can read all about what you already know about."
1: Yes. I I understand. I I think the person was trying as best as they as best as they could. Poor JT. And just getting called a twerp. Um what well, what made me laugh is like he, he started out on a negative, like, I know they're not going to help me. So he even admitted right up front, like, he, he knew his issue wasn't fixable. He, right. knew, he, he, already, knew, he knew it was his fault.
0: And he already framed himself for a negative yes. experience.
1: And he said, They're, you know, they're going to tell me it's my fault. I'm not going to bother putting a ticket. And they, they basically did. They said, That's, that's how guilds are designed. And then every, every complaint, you know, he tried to do, well, I don't like that you're tweeting at me when I started it because all they were doing is just responding to a thing that people were tagged in.
0: So responding as a company on social media is very dangerous. You have to be very, very PC in everything that you say because you, you don't want to offend. In this day and age, if you somehow offend somebody, it's the end of it. If someone uh, can say that what you said was racist or derogatory, or mean or anything then you are going to get lamb blasted so you have to be very cordial and provide information without giving an answer on social media especially Twitter giving a direct answer that can what's the question if people don't follow the thread and you just have an answer to something what is the actual question and now you have an answer that says well this is this is your answer and it could be misconstrued very easily right.
1: so like I follow Blizzard customer service because a lot of times you know the tweet out when the servers are down the servers are up and uh, if they say something that I had missed, you know, I like to follow that type of thing. But it's it basically consists of when someone tags Blizzard with a complaint, you know, they reach out to them. And typically, no, they can't help them with their specific issue over Twitter. It's fill out a ticket because they need that stuff documented. Mm-hmm. If it's helping with general policies, you know, they can. And in this case, for this guy to be happy, they would have had to have taken away... Gold from another player that the other player did get, legitimately,
0: technically legitimate. Technically, Jimmy. Yeah. I mean,
1: was it rude? Yes. Was it cheating? Absolutely not. It was left. The guild was left unattended. The guy was a high-ranking member. It's like, I can't even take this. Okay, now I'm gonna go. That was perfectly within the limits of the game to do.
0: Yeah, it was in within, if you will, his rights because he's now the guild leader. He can do what he wants.
1: Exactly. And I think he mentioned, you know, uh, outside the thread that he had reached out to other guild members, and they had tried to reach out to the guy, and you never heard back. Oh, from I'd him. be gone. Yeah. It, a if transfer.
0: Yeah. If, if <laughs> that <this> scenario <laughs> I'd be gone. If that scenario happened, now it would have to be something where it was a guild that I really didn't know anybody in, mm-hmm. and just kind of like because I have a character in one of I don't know what guild he's in. I couldn't even tell you the guild name but i'm in that guild and i i log on and like there's one where i speak spanish <laughs> 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 because i started speaking spanish and i had to remember which one that is every time i go like okay that's that's my that's my monk my pandaren uh, monk okay and i have to remember i only speak spanish on that character monk hablo español that's the one uh, but Hable. like in that guild if if that happened Oh, I got. To, I'd be gone. I, yeah. N- there's no doubt about it. I mean, you can sit. You know, try to sit on your righteous horse or seat or whatever they call it, and go. Oh no, I would never do that. Oh no. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'd be like million gold. Peace out. Yeah. I I am gone, and I'm gonna go immediately to the auction house and buy rare mounts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's like we. It's like we said. It it takes two separate mistakes for this to happen. You know, you have to a abandon the guild, and then b have people in power people that are ranked up high enough to be able to take it over you know have them be someone that you can't trust
0: you also have to bring in the salt factor it could be A something yeah well it could be something they completely trusted that they read it with but that one time that they passed the loot to somebody
1: else mm-hmm. when you
0: thought you deserved that loot oh you'll remember that yeah that's true yeah that's things yeah, i remember that
1: Right. it might not even been a, um, you know, a slight, it could have just been like some people and they get their, they have the opportunity that they haven't had before they take it. Like, you know, that's the whole plot of psycho. Yeah. I mean, she stole like what? $40,000 for an employer for no reason. They just gave it to her to go make a deposit. And she's like, later. Mm, yeah. I'm just <laughs> take off. And she died because of it.
0: What's funny to me on this whole thing is, is the guy viewed what was in his guild bank as his personal stash.
1: Right. Which is not how guilds are supposed to be used.
0: It's not, but let's let's just give him the benefit benefit of the doubt. What is in the guild bank is his personal stash. Now the guild bank belongs to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That means that that is now that person's personal stash. Right. So if that's his personal stash, you need to take care of your personal stash. And if exactly, if, and now someone else has access to your personal stash, that becomes their personal stash. And they can do whatever they want to with it.
1: You know, and if you want Blizzard to protect you from, you know, malicious transactions and things like that, if you keep it in your own bank, they have a record of it when, you know, people make bad trades.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. You
1: know, and they can help you. But if once it's in the guild bank, you're saying to Blizzard, this is not my gold anymore. Yeah, this is... This is the guild's gold. So kind of You kind of give up your right to have a claim to that being all of yours. And I don't know about you, but I think I would remember it if I was running a guild and it had a bunch of my gold in it because never had millions of goals. I think if I did, I think I'd remember it. Yeah, but maybe I was just so excited about playing a new class. I get that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know I, I, I still think you know take a good takeaway for this would be what the future would look like as far as how your account is integrated into your interface. you know because I think more and more features that are coming out are focusing on your account and the player as a whole rather than you know so individually focused on your characters.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that, and maybe we need to, to do an episode on this or just a segment on it, uh, which we've done some, but we need to maybe do a little bit of a deeper dive into what is account wide and what is not account wide. We've talked about achievements and some mounts and some class mounts that aren't and stuff like that, but let's look at character services and character abilities and rights within the game. It might be something to do a little deep yeah. dive on. So you think this guy's gone? Did he quit? Is he out?
1: Oh, he'll probably be back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think most people who rage quit <laughs> come back about two weeks later.
1: Oh, so I will say, uh, I looked this up, and it's like resources, or protecting resources is also a trigger of rage. You know, I mentioned, like, there's nine triggers of rage.
0: Okay. Like, a lot uh, of
1: times, like, when someone, like, really goes ballistic. Yeah. It boils down to there's, like, a handful of things that will that can absolutely make someone go nuts. Oh, wow. You know, like, like your mate, your family being stopped. And that's why a lot of people have problems with police, because the police, you know, when they start saying, you know, can I go? Like, no, and like they're antagonizing people. Sometimes freak out. Oh, like yeah. Because that's like a human instinct, so, you know. It's like a trigger for a lot of people. Trigger. Yeah. Peppers. Uh, so one of them is, you know, society. Is you know, what society? Oh, societal society rules. Okay. Like, you know, you see someone cut in line and just. Oh. Exactly. What's up? Exactly. I'm I mean, like mad now. Does it really affect you?
0: Not yes. that much, but no. it, yeah. but it's like
1: you're not you're not in line. You just you're don't not do with that. Us. Yeah. Uh, one of those is protect protecting your resources. Like that's just kind of something that's built into us. You know, we protect our food. Protect. Yeah. Our...
0: Don't touch my cookies. Yeah. So I think yeah.
1: I think that spills over into gaming somehow. You're like that's my gold. My gold. All ah, right, and he just he just twerp twerp all over the place. <laughs> twerp. Hashtag twerp. He hashtag twerped it. He did
0: hashtag twerp it. My dad calls people twerps. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was thinking like that's a very vintage way to tell someone that they're dumb. I haven't heard that in a really long time. Yeah,
0: it's. Um, I don't I don't use it very often. My dad uses it, but you know, a- analyzing what this guy said, he also said he was hacked, which no, no,
1: he was he was comparing the situation. He was like, oh well, you were able to get in when I was hacked and give me back what I yeah. lost.
0: Yeah, sure, that's what I mean. Uh, what I am saying is, if his account was compromised, because okay. I don't believe anybody's ever been hacked in WoW, well.
1: right? You're saying um, he was not responsible with his account.
0: Yeah. Is what I, it's exactly what I'm trying to say. Is like if he's been compromised before, yeah. he is not very responsible to begin with. Maybe he got what was coming to
1: him. Maybe. I hope he comes back, though. I, I will say if somebody did something to me that made me feel like I couldn't play WoW again, I would be crushed.
0: I've changed servers, I've left guilds. Yeah. But I've not left the game. If so,
1: like, if someone did something that to me was so heinous that I just felt like the game was ruined, I would be crushed. Yeah. So I understand where it's coming from.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've ever been that mad, though, so. Yeah. I mean, I've I've definitely rage quit before. Yeah. But never, like, rage quit and uninstalled the game. I mean, I've, you,
1: I've also heard, heard people, like, saying that they quit forever and then they come back up to Oh, one, so yeah. Yeah. it happens, probably like, fine.
0: all the time. Should do a top ten list of wow lies.
1: I've never played this game again free drink of the blue recluse oh that yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. that's a funny little uh storyline there
1: Mm. well interesting story
0: I do hope the guy does uh come back and hopefully I don't think he's gonna get anything restored but hopefully he has learned uh from this experience
1: hashtag twerp
0: That is going to do it for episode number 383 of uh, HearthCast here. Folks, I was on episode 191 of Dark Moon Herald. If you want to go check that out. It's actually a uh, it's a video podcast. I actually did it from here in the studio, so that was kind of fun. Uh, big shout-outs to uh, the entire crew over there. I had a lot of fun uh, doing that show. We actually graded this expansion is what the main okay. thing was. Okay. So. Great show. A lot of fun to be on that. It kind of hit on that week when I was here and you weren't. So I was able to get it. <laughs>
1: get your podcasting <laughs> get, fix. <laughs> yeah, get the little fix and
0: get back out there. So it was kind of nice. We do want to thank each and every one of you guys and gals for hanging in there uh, during this uh, our month of absence when we're off in the nether. Uh, but we are we're rolling back into it. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to dropping more original content for you peoples on a weekly basis.
1: We want to thank our friends on Facebook, our followers on Twitter, our Discordians, And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening.